the human body and the mind is a wonderful creation of the creator the almighty we human beings have performed great acts and deeds using our bodies throughout the history of mankind our body with all its sense organs is very very important to perform any activity but not all are fortunate to be restored with normalcy many are born dumb deaf blind or physically impaired but they are nowadays called the differently challenged or differently able because the disabled people do not consider their disability as a disadvantage they consider it as a challenge and have gone to perform great deeds themselves even in the history of sports para athletics has produced a numerous champion i am vishwanath for winning its talks and today i have with me an international para badminton player from india he was declared a polio patient at a very very early age he has a polio in his right leg and in his right arm but he has had a long playing career of 22 years he has gone on to win several medals and laurels for the country his international achievements include being the world number 1 in men's singles in 2013 world number 1 in men's doubles in 2015 world champion in men's doubles 2015 bronze medalist in asian championship 2012 and 2016 bronze medalist in the asian games 2018 he has been awarded for excellence many times in his career and they include international excellence award 2017 national awardee for the disabled 2016 international youth award 2015 ekalavya award 2014 kinpegora award 2014 he has been associated with badminton for several years and has served in different capacities both as a player and as an administrator he is in the BWF players athletes commission he is the coordinator of the indian para badminton commission he is the president of the state para players president besides he start, he runs his own academy the anand badminton academy in bangalore his medals tally at the national and international levels include uh, gold medals 15 silver medals 6 and bronze medals 24 at the international level gold medals 44 silver medals 13 and bronze medals 11 at the national level his total tally of medals reads gold 59 silver 17 and bronze 35 dear listeners let us welcome mr 
Anand Kumar to the show. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the talk show, Mr. Anand Kumar. Very good morning, sir. Okay. Then um, I compliment you for all that you have achieved in para badminton. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Anand Kumar. Uh, we have read that you started playing the game of badminton at the age of 19, and you wanted to get better, and you sought coaching. But there was nobody to coach you, considering your disability and your age. Right. So actually, what happened is like uh, it was very late to start. Actually, the, when I started, it was a uh, thing was completely different story at that time. Uh, like at that time of uh, this one, uh, at that time, like there was no coaches who used to take the students above thirteen years or fourteen years, something like that. So nineteen years was uh, very late for me to start. And yes, according to you, like uh, what you asked is also right. Like uh, even my disability was also might be the coaches were scared of taking me for their coaching if something may happen and they will be responsible for that. So I had to face a lot of problem at the time. So and I didn't have any other option. I like I went around like most of the clubs and coaches in the Bangalore, but uh, at the end I couldn't find any coach to who came forward to train me. But you were playing on the street and uh, you found a coach in the name of Mr. Narayan Swami. Then uh, you learned some badminton with him. Uh, then you came into the indoor courts. Uh, no, actually, like I was not. I was playing in the street. Like when uh, I was not even playing indoor, also. But then later on, what I did is like I started playing outdoor, like in the grounds and in school grounds and uh, small empty places. So there we used to tie the net, and with the friend circle, I used to play there. So at that time itself, like uh, when I got Narendra Swami as a coach, that he used to take me for uh, two days a week training. That is only the weekends. By the time I already, I had already played two international tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So in my first tournament, I couldn't do anything much, and uh, because of the lack of experience and uh, ex- uh, mm-hmm. without a proper knowledge about international tournaments and uh, even the players. Then second tournament, I managed with the bronze medal in my doubles and singles. That was uh, happened in Bangalore only. Okay. Okay. So then I felt by seeing all those players, like their coaches used to sit behind their ma- when the matches was going on and all. Then which we were lacking behind, and uh, finally I thought, okay, without coach nothing is possible. So I have to somehow get a coach and I have to get trained. Okay. Uh, then I approached Mr. Narayan Swami, sir, and uh, regarding this, and I told him this is what happening. Then he told like in uh, clubs and all it is not possible because they got their own uh, age criterias. So he told me that he is having some private coaching classes in the weekends. There he took me as a student, and uh, then he started training. Great. Okay. in the initial years when you were looking for a coach you used to watch uh, coaches train other players at kenra union okay you were somewhat like right. ekalavya of right. epic mahabharata in the later years you also won the state ekalavya award did ekalavya inspire right. you uh, to all the all the greatness or was it sheer uh, coincidence No, it's completely a coincidence. It is not like uh, see what was happened is like I didn't have any other option except this. So because I had a passion of learning uh, badminton, I uh, want to play in a proper manner. So when some when no one is there for me to coach, I didn't have any other option except observe, observing the coaches training the other kids. So I used to go to Kenrayan to play after in the evening time after seven o'clock. 
So whenever I used to get time, I used to go early to the club there by maybe around 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock, something like that. And I used to watch what the coach was training there. Luckily, it was Narayan Swami sir was only coaching there. And uh, he's also a left-hander. I'm a left-hand player. So that made it a bit easy for me to understand what he exactly teaching. And I used to observe each and every moment what he used to do on court and all. So the same thing I used to implement when I used to play after 7 o'clock with other members. That's how I learned badminton in quite a bit, uh, in a better way. Uh, now, having uh, decided to make uh, badminton your hobby initially and then take it up professionally, uh, you would have incurred a lot of expenses to play and fund yourself to travel a lot and participate in tournaments. How was the support coming from your family? Uh, initially, how were they? Uh, no, did they encourage you initially to take up badminton? No, I didn't have any support actually. The thing is like uh, in our family, there is no uh, person. Uh, I'm not from a family like uh, from any sports background. So my family was like, uh, they were completely didn't have any knowledge of sports. Uh, so what happened is like just only for my for, for the uh, force what I was putting on them they just allowed me to play in the go and play in the clubs and all and even they never thought like even they were not knowing that I'm trying to play professionally or uh, thinking having an intention of uh, becoming a batman player professional player something like that so I used to practice in Kenrani when I was practicing in Kenrani and even at that time also I didn't have any uh, intention of playing professionally badminton so once uh, a girl by name Ranjani Ramanujam She's also Arjuna Wadi in uh, dumb and deaf category in uh, badminton. So that girl was going for an international tournament representing India at that time. Then even at that time I thought like if there is a category for dumb and deaf in badminton, so why can't it, it will be there for para physically challenged also. So then I went in search of uh, where the association is there and then how can I get into the professional uh, sports like professional badminton and uh, play for our country or our state something like that. So then I got an association, came to know about the association, then I approached them. But my bad luck was at that time there was no para badminton at all in the world. So no one was knowing about a para badminton. It was only few sports like athletics and crickets were there. So then uh, I didn't have any other option. I informed them that I'm a badminton player and I'm ready to, I'm uh, practicing very hard for this. And uh, whenever there's a chance, let me know. Then I got a call from the association in 2001. Uh, that was my first uh, international tournament which I played in Germany and they told that uh, there's a uh, chances for this para is up. that was newly started so as there were no professional player in India also I got selected straight away as I was practicing professionally and playing professionally so when this uh, incident when I explained it at my home my father straight away rejected he told no you're not going for any tournaments at all because not, uh, I should also understand that even they were not from any sports background and they were not knowing anything about uh, sports also. Here the major problem was like uh, we have to fund our own uh, uh, tournament. Like for the tournament we have to have our own fund. We should spend our own funds. So getting a sponsor being a uh, player without not uh, uh, even not played a state or national something like that. Getting a sponsor was also very difficult. So then I had to somehow convince my parents and finally my father only sponsored completely for my tournament. And uh, later on uh, most of the tournament, like 90% uh, of the tournament, I got a sponsor from, it's a self-sponsor only. With the support of parents slightly and also my pocket money was saved, which was being used for the tournaments. After beginning at the national and uh, international level, uh, later on, many came forward to 
support you, uh, they help you in your career growth. Uh, I've heard that uh, Mr. C. N. Ashwath Narayan, the present deputy CM of Karnataka, agreed to sponsor one of your trips to South Korea. Yes, that's actually, uh, I started my career in 2001 now, but uh, this incident happened in the year 2012. I struggled a lot from 2001 to 2006, I played a lot of tournaments. And where there was no exposure for para sports, para sports got exposure after 2012 only. So till that time it was very, very, very hard for me to attend any international tournaments or national tournament even out of Bangalore. So then I have to quit by playing badminton professionally in 2006. Then I started my, uh, started to coaching in Kenra Indian only in 2006. Then I started my own academy in 2007. So I started training kids from there. I started to earn some money. Uh, obviously that's even, that was also needed for me as I was not playing professionally. Even uh, playing professionally was not also benefiting any, in any way in terms of uh, fina- financial support. And also to have to struggle for inter- financially for the tournaments also. So then uh, in 2011, I made a comeback. Uh, I started playing nationals again and I won few uh, tournaments too there. And in 2012, there was a selection trials for an uh, international tournament. That's the Asian Championship. Uh, in that, I, uh, I was a runner-up. Like I got a silver medal. But still, like the association did not recommend my name for the government clearance, the financial clearance of the, to, to participate in that tournament. So then I felt really very bad after playing for such a long years and also achieving and also got selected in nationals becoming a silver medalist still the association is not supporting me financially. Then I didn't add any other option so I had to go to media straight away. Uh, so then at that time Times of India and News 9 came in uh, came forward to support me and they uh, covered my story, news and what the problem is happening and all. At that time when Ashwath Naran sir came to know about this problem, he called me to his house and he told that he is going to take care of my all my financial expenses of this tournament and he supported me for that tournament and uh, luckily and it's, uh, it was very good for me that I, I was the only player from India to get a medal in that tournament. Everything went well for the tournament. Uh, for the tournament. Uh, disabled sports are called uh, differently able sports nowadays because uh, such athletes are differently able. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you realize and decide to convert your disability into an advantage in badminton? Until unless I was going for any disabled tournaments, I was not. I was just thinking of that I have a problem with my uh, body, and uh, I was thinking that as a negative. But when I uh, went to few tournaments and all, and saw many other players who are more disabled than me, then I felt like I am much better compared to those people, and it's always better to do with the things what we are having in uh, what I am having as of now and then also I thought like I came to sports only because that I am having this type of problems otherwise I would have been like a normal person like who used to study and complete his degrees and work in some companies and all so uh, today, even today I proudly say that because of my disability I am a, a player and uh, I have been uh, recognized to recognized by many people and also few uh, people take me as a role model also so I am very happy and proud to say that, that I am a disabled person. Para badminton does not receive the same support as uh, regular badminton does. Did at any time you felt inferior and insecure? Because uh, knowing that uh, you just told me that since 2006 you, you reduced playing in uh, international tournaments because of lack of sponsorships and funds, you started your own academy. Those were the same times, you know, from 2006 to 2011, 
you were really you were really start of uh, financial support and sponsorship and funds uh, at that time did you feel uh, a low on insecurity and Uh, things like that. How did it affect your mind? No, even even today we are uh, we are feeling the same. Actually, the thing is even today, like uh, even today, parabatten is not been taken. Uh, parabatten has reached that level, but still the maybe the government or the private sectors and uh, corporate companies, even the public also, even today they are not concerned. They are showing the sympathies on the players. They are not giving and they are not giving the respect. They are giving the respect. Okay, I accept that. But they are not giving the proper support for the players, like to what they are giving for the able body. For example, a simple example. I don't have any uh, individual complaint on anyone here, or uh, not even criticizing anyone here. Uh, Sindhu won the gold medal in the recent World Championship in 2019. Most of the media, social media, and even public people started telling first woman to win a medal or first Indian to win a gold medal for our India. it's completely wrong even i have shared this in my social medias also india under pwf one started winning medal in two from 2013 only in para badminton so consistently we are in para badminton we are winning medal because para badminton was taken under pwf in 2012 so then how it can be a sindhu's medal can be a first gold medal for india when there are many medals for in para badminton from 2013 even i am also a gold medalist in the world champion in 2015 in doubles and before that there were many gold champions in 2015 uh, world championship we got four gold medals so in that way consider because uh, para badminton is not coming to the players are not coming to the line limelight so either it might be media especially because media matters a lot here media is the one uh, way where we can reach more people so in that way even uh, wherever i speak i just always keep requesting to give the same equal uh, uh, Publicity for both able and disabled sports, because it's not just uh, standing on a stage and speaking about the equality. It has to be; uh, they have to bring into the hack box. So you mean to say, para badminton is not as considered as uh, able-bodied badminton, and there is a stepmotherly treatment for para badminton? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, there is no doubt about it. Okay. Uh, we say it's the mind that decides who is the winner at the highest level. Was your mental strength, you know, that helped you to uh, win so many medals, you know, starting at a late age? Uh, when I started, yes, I felt like I started very late. But uh, after I keep going on, then with the ma- it's a matter of experience also come to come to account there. So it's always uh, I've seen, I've read many articles also before, like um, players at the, for example, uh, it might be a Leander Pace. who was playing in his late 40s also like winning uh, medals for our country and even there was a inspiration uh, i got inspired from one of the player from a thailand who was a gold medalist world champion in 2013 at the age of 51 then i felt like when the players are at the age of 50s winning a medal why it won't be possible for me and uh, then the, the second thing is like the age didn't come to my mind at all at any time i never felt like that i'm getting older i'm uh, uh, i'm not able to do it because of my age something like that so it's only matter is the fitness how we maintain our fitness and on court how confident we be on ourselves and how we handle the opponents and how we handle the situation uh, so that's what helped me in uh, achieving uh, my goals and my uh, dreams and which came which has come to me okay my question was also about the mental strength needed at the highest level say is they say is the highest level the mind is very important uh, because you have, you have competed at the highest level Uh, and i wanted to say a few words on the 
importance of mind at that level so the uh, the thing is like say when the player is playing at the international competitions like we will be prepared for that like for example it's just uh, so it's not that a immediately a state player who is playing if he goes to the international level that pressure will be different for him but with the experience uh, my profile says that what how it took how long it took for me to come to uh, that level or achieve something because my world championship medal was gold medal was in the year 2015 and i started playing para badminton internationally in 2001 means it took 15 long years for me to win a world championship gold medal and you can imagine 15 years is not a small time so here the experience comes day to day and tournament to tournament match to match is like keep on learning myself what is happening there and where i am lacking behind where i am failing to change my points to a winning points or a winning the game something like that so working on on day by day tournament by tournament basis and uh, experience also plays a lot of role in this uh, so all my most of the my major success came uh, in my latest like after two many years maybe it can be a world championship gold medal in 2015 or asian games medal in 2018 which was also even after 18 years that was my first asian games medal and also being a world number 1 was that was in again 2015 and 2013 that's not a small time so being an international player played for the, more than 10 years so that experience uh, and uh, okay. got you mean to say your experience teaches you how to handle situations you keep hearing that pressure is very high playing for the country at the international level because uh, once you are representing the country uh, you would always right. wish to bring back uh, medals to the country Uh, how did you handle all the pre-match pressure, the nervousness, and the anxiety to emerge victorious? You told me that uh, uh, experience uh, helps you, but uh, many international many players have shared that uh, whatever the experience, initially there will be some nerves. Okay, there will be some pressure, and uh, obviously, how did you handle that? Of course, your self-expectations also put pressure on you. A pressure will be always there when we are playing an international call. Let it be an international competition or a national competition. Pleasure will be always there. See the uh, I always believe like for example when I became a world number one, there was a question from many people like now we are a world number one and how we are feeling. I told clearly I told I'm feeling really scared because being a world number one you are not in a position to lose anywhere because you are called as world number one. So the player as a player everyone should understand up and downs will be there in our career. So in that situations like each and every matches there will be pressure. So the thing is like I used to do some like before the tournaments match matches uh, before the major matches major tournaments and all the last 15 minutes of my match I'll be try to go to a place where there is completely peace. I just go for some meditation like sitting for some time without talking to anyone and concentrating like uh, internally feeling about the Batman court and my plans and programs. at the same thing and at the time of matches also there will be many plans on court plans there will be by seeing the strength of and weaknesses of the opponent i always believe that normally everyone keeps telling that me that uh, always you should uh, focus on the opponent's weakness that we should catch the opponent in his weakness but i feel that instead of concentrating and catching the opponent in his weakness it's always better to catch the opponent on his strength because every opponent will be knowing that that is his weakness so he is getting caught easily there but when is when the player when his strength is not working at that particular time he psychologically become very weak that was my mantra actually when it comes to a major tournament major matches and all i'm sir ankumar uh, coming back to that uh, question you know you were saying uh, how you know how you used to be uh, 
do the final stages of the match you would be going away to a serene place and a calm place where you were not disturbed and used to plan as to what you are to in the future course of the match another wonderful idea that the upcoming players can emulate okay now what kind of person are you by nature and did you let your emotions like fear and anger get the better of you in important situations and just now you shared that after you became world number 1 uh, you there was some kind of a fear that uh, you wanted to maintain that position and you didn't want to lose that is what we call as that fear of failure how did you handle the what kind of a person you are how did you handle your emotions like fear no even i have also faced a lot of up and downs after that also before that also i faced a lot of up and downs even there are there were a tournaments like even where i couldn't uh, win a medal also and lost in few easy matches so that uh, as uh, being an a uh, player after playing for so long and uh, i should be in a situation to understand that about this failures and uh, winning and losing and all so it's i always kept on thinking myself like there's a next this chance again there's one more chance it's not that today it's not over if i don't win a, win a medal or uh, if i don't do perform if i don't perform properly in this tournament it's not over there's again again a next chance is there so that let me consider on that uh, instead of thinking of the what has happened previously and which i have lost so and also i never forget about to learn from where i did, did a mistake from the previous tournament so along with that it's not that uh, see that you are talking about a hanger emotions and all i was a very arrogant player actually so before and all like before coming to batna i used to play table tennis in my college days where i used to throw my racket if i lose a points and i used to break my rackets and all but today I have been called as the uh, the coolest person uh, in my uh, profession because even after winning uh, yeah yeah after winning a matches even a world championship matches even i don't show so much of emotions i just always try to keep my mind and uh, emotions calm and uh, to concentrate on board okay okay good nice uh, you have been serving the para badminton fraternity in administrative capacity Uh, you are a member of several bodies and commissions tell us more about it uh, actually this para badminton association like uh, today's association there there will be lot of internal politics and some problems will be happening even i face lot of problems uh, in my career uh, uh, from uh, from my beginning stage also uh, so the, the association which was not even supporting me properly due to some uh, internal problems and all so i didn't have any other option except like i thought like even association was not running properly so i had to complain against the association finally that association uh, association itself is been uh, suspended from the international body and also from uh, mbias and sai in 2015 so later on we didn't have anything to do like uh, there was no leaders or there is no association to take the take care of para badminton so we players ourselves formed a uh, group called as ipbc because already international body had got a group called para para athletes commission in the same way we formed a group of players association group committee called as ipbc indian that was called as indian para badminton commission so as being an experienced player all the players told me that i have to take a lead in this and i became the players representative in ipbc later on our para badminton this one uh administration has been transferred to sai immediately sai started taking care of it but still that sai can't take each and everything uh, take care of each and everything so from ipbc we used to give the guidelines and we used to help them in uh, uh, finalizing the team even also when they come and uh, conduct the selection trials and all 
so i was a coordinator already a coordinator in ipbc and later on there was a, there is a players association karnataka para players association it's not badminton it's all para so i was a president in that also and later on by seeing my leadership character and i used to lead the team and all a international body also bwf will be avenger committee called as para athletics commission where i was nominated from uh, bi patna association of india for that committee and i got elected in that and uh, i am serving as a uh, players admi- uh, a players the committee member also in international from 2017 uh, you were for a government job but you still opted to start your own anand badminton academy why didn't you apply for a job based on your uh, uh, achievements at the international level why and uh, what was the reason for uh, instead opting to start a badminton academy so we the indians actually we always known about this uh, about cricket more like some maybe sachin tendulkar dhoni sehwag some players like this generally this players will even the our uh, sainan sindhu also this players will get a job where they won't be not doing any job there but it's a honorary job for them but our situation was not like that we will get a job based on our education and also based on our performance as a player but again we have to go and work there and where that that will not permit us to go for a practice or train ourselves for the international competitions and more of the thing is the jobs and all like for each and everything like maybe for going for a tournament or for practice and all we used to take a permission that was i had from many of the players who were already there in after uh, representing our country who were there in the job and finally they have to quit their uh, sports because of the job security so in that way i thought like if i go and get a job there and i won't be able to continue my sports career so then the idea then as i started my coaching academy in 2007 only so that was running very good actually we have produced lot of players who today even uh, who are playing for india who are representing india also and there are players who are playing for india representing state basically many of the players are from our academy so that was good, going really good and moreover the thing is i had given a job for few players who were jobless like they were doing as a coaches in our academy so i felt like me myself being an under someone and being controlled by someone and don't get a chance to practice or play for international tournament or it will be difficult so now i am a free bird i can go anywhere i can practice on my own and all and moreover the thing is like what i got from badminton i am happy that i am giving back to badminton again so now i owner and an entrepreneur okay yes who's providing jobs for others right yes yes what advice have you to give to athletes in general and para athletes in particular and i would also uh, like to bring in now that uh, due to the corona epidemic uh, many many tournaments have been cancelled or postponed the athletes are feeling very depressed and anxious because they can't go out and play and uh, they are prepared for some uh, career defining uh, tournaments and they are very disappointed that they have been cancelled and they are worried now they don't know Uh, when the tournaments begin the next year okay, or the later this year whether their form is going to be the same whether the bodies will function the same way there are a lot of anxieties going around okay now i would like to answer you in this question in two parts generally what you would like to advise athletes and para athletes then at the, and the second part i would like to address this corona issue the coming advice coming to the athletes and para athletes it's the same actually the thing is like everybody will be having a goal of achieving or some uh, something they uh, they want to achieve in their life so we should not have any time limits for that 
we should have a target so for example like even i'll be uh, i want my intention is to win some medals in any international tournament so if i fail in my first tournament that is not a hint always we have to keep it in our mind keep keep trying trying until and unless we reach our goal it's always should the reaching our goal should be a, uh, our main aim is to reach the goal we should not have any time restrictions for that so until and unless we succeed uh, succeed to that we should keep trying and never give up never give up is the only word that we should keep always in our mind and we should do it and coming to para athletes don't never never take your disability as a weakness as it's always an advantage and it's always a gift for us because if one disability is there god has given us into four time of strength to work on it and do something special for uh, do something special when compared to the able bodies we are always special we have done something special everywhere we have seen people writing from their legs we have seen people writing drawing from their legs drawing from their mouth can able body people can do this they can't do it so para people like disabled people are always special so i am coming to the second part of uh, your question like uh, this time corona effect and players are not uh, able to go out and they are lose psychologically they are becoming see it is not for any one player or it's not for any one country it's for whole world it's the same thing is happening so it's always a player responsibility when things goes down the players should let the players thinking level and the confidence level should never go down they should always keep fit themselves there are a lot of exercises and there are a lot of workouts where you can do it in a very small room to keep yourself uh, strong healthy and fit enough so that now we have got a very good time and we have got enough time to do whatever we want to do we can do the fitness in there twice in a day before we used to do the fitness only once in a day where we have got a lot of time now we can improve our fitness level we can improve our strength now and obviously by working out on this just yes, you might not be in a practice because you are not going out to practice but keeping fit enough by ourselves we can get to the ground any time and we can practice and we can success or we can get our success from there okay now uh, knowing that this uh, corona lockdown and the postponements and the cancellations have created it has created a lot of mental health issues in everyone especially so with the athletes now a lot of uh, former players and elite uh, person psychologists have come out and said this is the time to utilize your free time to do some mental psyching you know stretching mm-hmm. your mind uh, working mm-hmm. on all these negative thoughts uh, your depressive thoughts and um, uh, learning to understand how you cope up with the situation what kind of you know use uh, utilize this free time or uh, to come out uh, to strengthen their mind better see normally what happens in the regular time they be they don't have enough time to practice on the mental strength or the mind skills okay this is the time they say that they have to work out on their mind you know that's what i that's what i told in my last answer now we have got enough time to do whatever we want to do before and all we used to have a pressure like okay in another one month my tournament is going to come so i have to practice hard i have to keep myself fit so you might not get this time to keep your mind mentally keep you strong and all so now it's enough, we have got enough time to do whatever we want to do we can plan our program in such a way that we can concentrate on everything mental strength we can talk we can go online there are many online courses also like people teaching uh, giving guidelines in online there are many uh, psycho uh, psychologists who are giving the uh, uh, suggestions in their social media website online uh, portal everywhere so searching it and getting it is not very difficult and also there are many counselors also where we can talk to them straight away and we can get uh, guidelines from them so this is a right time where players can come out mentally strong because as there is no pressure at all okay. that's a wonderful advice okay 
where parents play an important role in shaping an athlete's career but sometimes they cross the line and do a lot of harm what advice have you to give to the parent because you in your you have a lot of parents coming to your academy and bringing their children to play uh, you know uh, what parents are uh, some are uh, role model parents but some are not uh from your experience and uh, what would you like to say so every parents will be having a very huge expectation on their kids so here the parents should understand that we can't get a ready made results for anyone so it's only the completely commitment of a player their kid how they concentrate on each and every part of the coaching aspects of the coaching and also able to manage the tournament pressures so as i already told you in my, like it took 15 long years for me to win a world championship medal so the but today's what has happened is like parents are expecting the result very fast uh, even with my experience in our coaching in our academy parents comes to us at the, before at the time of registration itself they ask us sir how many years how many how much time it will take for my kid to become a player that's a completely wrong question still them still they have not started their coach their uh, kids to bring to the academy also but before filling the application if that is the question it will be very difficult for any coach to answer for it so at the same time once they bring their kids it might be like another 3 months or 6 months or one year after one year it, there will be a simple question sir why my son is or my daughter is not still playing the tournaments this is not a thing for any person to learn any sports within one year or within two years something like that it takes lot of time for that for that also even the kids performance also very important kids commitment is also very important along with the parent support is also very important i generally keep telling the parents that if you believe your coach whom you are very are sending your kids you should leave the kids to them to the coach and they should never interfere in their coaching matters their expectation their their job will be only to get the feedback from the coaches so if they do that and give the complete responsibility for the coach yeah then the the kid also will be without any pressure the kid also will be free to perform on his own and also coach will be having a freedom to uh, take the kid to any level thank you mr anand kumar for talking to winning edge talks uh, for sparing time to talk to us uh, i wish you all the best uh, in your future as a player and uh, as you have been serving your the para badminton academy uh, i wish you will take the para badminton Great thanks. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity, and also I request the whole society and the whole world keep supporting the para sports. Also, para sports is not as more para players are other para sports is also not uh, anywhere below the level. It has reached its highest level, and even the para players are also winning the medals in the Olympics. I request everyone to give the same support like the award they are giving for the, the able body sports. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity. It's a very important appeal. I hope the sports awards all over the world uh, right. pay heed to that and encourage our para sports. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, sir.